Mercedes fans and specifically Lewis Hamilton? Do they like yeah. George? Um, I'm going to say my mum does. I don't think my dad does as much. Um, I think I think Mercedes' plan hasn't quite gone to plan. I think from somebody watching, I've always thought that they brought George in to have another season with uh, Lewis. Sort of, I don't think they expected Lewis to not win his eighth title, and I think I think he was meant to retire after his eighth, but then that's not happened, and now they're actually competing against each other rather than it being a teacher student kind of role. Um, so I think the competitive side of them both is coming out, and I don't I don't think it's quite all as I've said before, rainbows and unicorns over at Mercedes. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, obviously it was Valtteri Bottas there beforehand and I mm. love Valtteri Bottas he's one of my favorite drivers yeah obviously I think it's gutting to see him not like winning and being up on the podium like every week but also I think he got treated kind of not badly but not the best at Mercedes the fact he was just there to almost back up Lewis and I feel like yeah. now that Lewis has a bit more competition with George I think he's almost pushing Lewis that little bit further. yeah um, you see it now, like, he's got so much, I feel like he's got a lot more drive than he has, say, like, last year and the year beforehand. Yeah. Um, I'll say the year beforehand, that was 2021. But, um, yeah. I, I think he's almost surprised that he has to fight for these positions now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think in terms of Bottas, I do think he's a lot happier where he is now. I feel like we're actually seeing Bottas for who he is with his content is wild <laughs> um but yeah I, I think if you're in a top team like that and you know that you've got a dominant driver I feel like you just have to accept that second driver position even if you're not blatantly told you are the second driver and you're here yeah. to just help them win you have to accept that and I feel like Checo's done his job with that like last year this year he obviously came out all guns blazing and wanted to win that championship but that sort of just dwindled down and I think that's also why Daniel didn't stay at Red Bull because he just he wanted that championship and yeah. Red Bull were too invested in Max so I think yeah Valtteri did his job at Mercedes but now George has come along and he, he doesn't want that job he wants the championship no exactly and I think I do personally think that I can see George being a world champion one day I think really? it'll be, I, be, I think it'll be quite far in the future but mm. I think he'll at least have one under his belt. Right. I also say I also want that to happen with like Charles and Lando and and yeah, I know you mean that. Like you just want everyone to have a world championship. But um, I do. I think I think George has that mentality. And yeah, I know you mean for it. Um, but I mean, I, like you said, I think Valtteri's a lot more happier at Alfa Romeo. He's, Definitely. He can do what he wants. He can have his own sort of brand and not just be almost in Lewis's shadow a little bit, um, like with his mullet, which I love. Um, and just like the face coming up, he's obviously his own gin brand. And yeah. He's just doing so much and he just generally just seems happier, but I feel like he might retire within the next few years. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I feel like he's he's sort of found his way, especially with having Tiffany and he's cycling and he's getting invested in that a bit more. He's got his gin, he's got the coffee. I feel like he's just trying to explore all the avenues that he can possibly go down for when he retires. And then when he settles on one, he's got something to go to. Yeah, definitely. Um, I also love Joe. I think Joe is mm. a vibe. And I think he is quite a, I wouldn't say underrated driver, because obviously I think they're all amazing drivers, but... I don't think he gets the recognition that 
he deserves. And I feel like if you put yeah. him in like a Red Bull, he would be up there most weeks. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think we're all forgetting that he is still very new to this. Um, and people just sort of overlook him as just another driver. Yeah. Um, and the fact that he's able to stay up there and sort of do well at the weekends and keep up with everybody even. I mean, that's for somebody who's in the second second season. Yeah. I think he is. The second season, he needs credit where it's due. And he's quite an introvert as well. So I think, like, mm. obviously in the sport, when you're an extrovert, like Daniel Ricciardo, like Manor, you get all, like, the media and stuff and everyone talks about you. And when he's, like, a shy person, you're going to get shy drivers. Yeah. Um, and... I think almost like Alex Albon was like that and now he's kind of come out of his shell a bit, but... Yeah, he just needs yeah. to find that team that will help him grow into that person and come out of his shell. I mean, we've seen a bit more this weekend with him, obviously, that his fashion. Oh, my God, his fashion sense for a moment. What a king. I love, love him. He's unreal. That helmet is ridiculous. I love it. Honestly, I feel like drivers have special helmets every single week at the moment. <laughs> literally it's like they don't have yeah love it i love seeing all the different helmets but they like don't have their like one helmet like i think i read somewhere that back in the day i'd say like maybe like up until about i think it was like 2015 something like that drivers could only have one special edition helmet Mm. a season and now it's like it seems like every every like race week they have special different edition helmets i mean i love it i love seeing all the great creativity in that but yeah like, okay we get it <laughs> yeah i know what you mean but um yeah i mean joe like you say like his fashion sense he's giving lewis a run for his money love him agreed like why does nobody else slay so hard that's what i want to know i know like the paddock is like a catwalk basically it is I, I mean i think oscar needs to up his game a bit because those shorts and the the socks pulled right up are just not it it's so aussie though i love it yeah he's he's such like dad vibes isn't it (laughs) yeah he just doesn't care i think i read somebody somebody said somewhere that oscar is kimmy just with a bit more personality and i I love that love it i love kimmy rising oh my god i'd love to see him back again um but yeah no totally like with oscar i think it is an aussie thing um but i'm like if i was lily i'd be like okay can you just like I don't know. Where's Gina? Like, what is it? <laughs> Gina or something. Just do something. Yeah, just something a little bit different because it's the same every week. <laughs> yeah. Because I thought originally that drivers were like obliged to wear the team kit and that's why they all wore it. And then I thought, obviously Lewis was just like the black sheep and doing that and just went off on his own thing. And I was like, oh, maybe it's just because it's Lewis Hamilton, you know, he's Lewis, he gets away with it. But then I saw obviously like Charles with that, those trousers and his collection of clothes needs to be burnt yeah um and then i was like okay well why did nobody else do this yeah i guess you're waking up at stupid o'clock in the morning to go to a paddock the first thing you want to think about is getting there not what you're wearing so you just grab the team stuff don't you it's easier but yeah true that is that is a very good point to be honest with you like you are getting up at silly times but i mean if some drivers can do it why can't all the drivers yeah, and it get a stylist. They'll do it for you. Exactly. Get it's your like, girlfriend. She's probably a stylist. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, what? There's like Lily. Lily has great. Uh, Lily, our Alex's girlfriend. Yeah. Great style. I mean, you sort of see it coming through with him, like with the new, like the shoes he had for. Yes, love like, those. Singapore. Love them. Um, but yeah, I feel like the drivers can do a lot more. Um, what do you think of the wags? 
I love them. I I don't see any problem with them. The people that give them hate, I just don't understand it. Like it's their life at the end of the day. They've chosen to be with that person. Giving them hate is not going to give you more chance to be with a driver. I don't understand it. I really no. don't. No, no matter like how much you slide in their DMs. <laughs> <laughs> not going to happen. No, I mean, obviously, like you see, for example, like Carlos's new girlfriend, Rebecca. I mean, great name, by the way. But um, I feel like it's like they can't not be single for a, a while. And I think that's almost what's controversial is that yeah, he was with Isa for, I don't know how many years, seven, Yay. eight, whatever. And then he's like, with Rebecca now and what was it like not even like a couple months yeah I mean have you seen that she used to date Doc Scott Disick didn't she what and he's there this weekend (laughs) I thought it was so awkward and she is as well yeah I mean Carlos is a big step up from Scott Disick love Scott Disick but yeah big step up um and do you know what I was I was kind of like when I was first starting out like watching F1 and you'd see Charlotte Charles's ex I was kind of like and their relationship I feel like because they were together they never you didn't really see her personality much and I was like oh they're mm-hmm. really like I don't I don't like her I don't not like her sort of thing yeah and then they're broken up it's like I love her like why isn't she back with Charles yeah but I also really like his new girlfriend I think she's stunning um, yeah but again, you're just not really seeing much of her personality. And I feel like that's because they obviously try and hide things just a little bit. Yeah, I, I get it. Because at the end of the day, they're just going to, at least like Louisa, she got so much hate when she was with Lando. Everyone knew they were together months before it was announced. But it was just like, as soon as that announcement went live, it was just like everyone was on her. So I, I get why they don't announce these things or yeah. make them Instagram official or whatever you want to call it. But it's a shame, really, because they are just people at the end of the day. Exactly. And now everyone like loves Louisa, don't they? Exactly. Yeah, they're like, oh my god, get back with him! Like you're so beautiful and all of this. And you're like, well, why weren't you like this beforehand? Is it just because like they've broken up? But yeah, because you because they end up feeling bad for them, and they they realize what they've done is wrong. Yeah, and it's like in those um, going back to those POV stories, and they like hate on them, and I'm like, I just don't get how. Like, okay, fine. Like, I think it's you do you you've got the time make these stories but also like but what goes on in your head if you're putting this out in the world what is going on up there yeah I mean I don't I know that some people will upload on like the what pad I I mean I don't I've never used it never yeah I mean okay I do I do like follow one story on TikTok but it's all don't coming ask, out now yeah don't ask me why I just like got into it one day and I was like watching and I was like two hours later fuck me I'm like I'm well into this Part now. 206 yeah oh <laughs> but it's like okay when they don't upload I'm like why haven't you uploaded like I need to know like as the rest of the story yeah has Carlos cheated like what's happened <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny um but yeah all for them like I mean I could never do that I could never no. go into that much detail whatever all the smuttiness of it I know they get juicy don't they I was just like I read one once and I was literally it came up on my for you page and I was like all right I'm hooked now and then I was like oh let's just step away from that that is a bit too much imagine like though if you like they met them in real life and you're like oh, I've written a story about you that's the thing that's the problem 
Wasn't that girl that basically tried to kiss Charles on the cheek that time? Oh, wait, in the paddock, was it? Yeah, this is this is the problem. People get too familiar with people that they've never met before because of social media. They think that they know them so well and then they just try things like that. And it's like, in what world is that okay? Yeah, I saw, I think it was in Charles's Monza vlog recently. I was like getting ready and I was watching it. And there was this girl, and I wouldn't say she was like young. I'd say she's like, more my age, I don't know. I'm not going to say my age, but like more my age. And she was like hanging inside the car, going like, Charles, Charles, signature, and all of this. And she's like, in the car. I'm like, bloody hell, like, give him some space for goodness sake. I, if I met a Formula One driver, I don't know what I'd do because internally I would be doing that. But externally, I'm like, I'm 22 now. This is a bit cringe. They're they're not one direction. Let's just rein it in a bit. So I just, I don't know what I'd do. Or would I be like, hi and try and keep it cool or would I just would the fangirl come out in me I just don't know how I'd react I mean exactly I feel like I'd just be there really awkward like staring <laughs> I'd be like oh my god that's that's Lando Norris and then I just wouldn't do anything about it <laughs> yeah exactly I think I've only ever met like a few celebrities like in my life I remember meeting the one yeah. head oh my god oh and... my god I'd have been in bits <laughs> and oh, I was a teenager at the time and um <laughs> I think I was so awkward. I like, like we kind of like hung out a little bit because that's on a radio station. But like, I wasn't sort of like, oh my god, signature pictures. I feel like yeah. it's so awkward to ask people for pictures. It's bad enough like when I'm with like my best friend or something. I'm like, let's get a picture. Yeah, I can't. I just physically can't. It can't. I know you mean of me. Um, <laughs> so that's what I'd be like with a driver, like, or I'd just play it like really cool and be like, sorry, you drive what? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what's your name? Who are you? Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Ch- Charles. Look, le- le- what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, Carlos would be your dream driver to meet. I think so. Yeah. I don't know. I think any of them. Just yeah. any of them. I don't really care to be honest. <laughs> I think my dream no, is I mean, like I, mean, I want to like meet meet drivers, but also make like funny TikToks of them. That's like yeah. my dream. <laughs> I think now it's sort of like the the whole now I'm doing the podcast and stuff the dream isn't necessarily to just meet them it's to do content kind of things with them now so that's the sort of mindset I've got about it it's not so much just meeting them it's actually putting an action into place with that yeah so with your podcast I mean I know a lot of girls sort of go down the route of journalism and they want to be reporting and all of that is that your goal or do you are you just physically content related I don't really know to be honest when I first started the podcast I had absolutely no intentions of anything like that um and to be honest I never have seen myself well I kind of saw myself in journalism for about five minutes when I went around a university course but that was as far as it went um but now obviously the podcast is growing we're getting you know people on and I'm actually talking to really exciting people um so I think it is something that I'm gonna start considering I think Formula E is definitely something that I want to focus on a lot more over the next season um and hopefully get a few more people in who are involved in that um so yeah I'm just sort of taking everything in my stride and whatever comes up I'm I'm just gonna take the opportunities that I can really yeah definitely You've definitely had like some exciting people on your podcast and I am <laughs> quite jealous. I am. Um obviously you've had Chloe, which is 
I mean, yeah. obviously, she's not, like, as big at the moment, but she will be. And you could be, like, I was one of the first to interview her. But yeah, hopefully I'm going to get back on as well, um, which will be really good to speak to her about the season and stuff, so. Oh, my God, amazing. And um, you had James on as well from Screen Meals. Mm-hmm. Screen Meals is one of my favourite podcasts. That is yeah. a goal of mine to go on their podcast because <laughs> normally, so normally if I'm filming a podcast or doing the evening, I normally have a glass of wine in my hand. I'm not at right. the moment because obviously it's, 10 to 12 in the morning um but um that's that is like my goal I want to like go on their podcast and I'm mm. like hit them up in dms and stuff and like on tiktok and like what, the, what would it take for me to come on yeah I know I'm not big but I feel like it would be so much fun um yeah. and then you technically had an f1 driver on <laughs> yeah yeah um tell me about that because I have no idea who that is yeah, so um, I met Paul on the road trip that I went on this year, put a load of videos out about that. And he, we were just talking one night, just as we do, we were all sat around the dinner table and he was just like, yeah, and I am um, driven for Haas. And I was like, sorry, what? <laughs> Can you please go into more detail about yeah. that? So he told me the whole story of getting signed and things like that. But then when I actually realized who he was and the people that he was involved with, I was like, I just need to hear all of your stories because people will love him and he is a bit out there I'll admit that he talks a lot and he's a quite um well it's my first explicit podcast so let's let's just put it that way um but no honestly he's so great and he's just so humble about it as well like he he tells these stories in a non-showy off kind of way and I think that's just so great about him he's just he's so funny um so when did he drive for Haz? so it was in 2020 on the um like the online f1 game oh got yeah okay yeah so if you do go to the f1 database he is on there as a driver um but just an online driver yeah no but like that's growing as well like you see some of the um the drivers for that i think especially was it the mclaren team and Mm. i I think sometimes now they're going out and driving actual cars yeah so it is growing it's a a massive um uh community that's the word (laughs) Um, yeah. but so who would you say is your favorite guest so far I think Alex Harrington from Sports Illustrated was brilliant to have on he was great and we still talk today he's actually in Austin this weekend so it's been great to talk, hear um, his stories that he's had and things like that over the yeah. weekend and we've got a really exciting thing coming up at the end of the year together which I'll probably announce towards the end of the year oh. um, but yeah he was really great to speak to I mean it's just good to have an insight into the industry from a non-driver's perspective I think we get a lot of that through the media and we sort of know what goes on for them but we don't know what happens for the people behind the scenes mm. um so it's just and I think that's important for people who want to get into racing they need to realize that it's not just all about the driver there's thousands of people behind the scenes per team that are working on it all who are just as important as the drivers yeah exactly like the social media people um I mean I love I love shy who does the social media, like the photography for Alfa Romeo. I think he's so mm. cool. Um, but seeing it from their side, and, and they, I mean, they become friends with these drivers and, and exactly. they must have their, their phone numbers in their, like their phone, whatever. And, and But it's you never hear anything about them because, like you say, it's all about the drivers. But also mm-hmm. you have, I was like trying to look at all the kind of the roles that there are in an F1 team. And there's like one person that will make sure that, all the mechanics and stuff are hydrated 
yeah. like, in hot races and stuff. And it's like, I would have never have thought about that. But actually, that'd be a pretty cool job. Like, yeah. yeah, you've got to remember as well, F1 is like a multi-million, maybe even billion these days, dollar ski network. There's so many roles available for people because there's just so mu- so much that needs to happen with it. So I think, yeah, even down to like organization of things and things like that, if you're a person that loves organizing things, there's a role for you. Mm. You've just got to be smart about the way that you think about your traits, I guess. Yeah, 100%. Um, so obviously, I know that you watch a bit of F2. Um, in your yeah. first podcast, you said you described it to your mum as the show tv show before your favorite show yeah love that analogy um i was like do you know what that is so true um but do you watch f3 i'll be honest no um and i've not actually watched that much of f2 this season um i try and keep up where i can on social media but um it's especially having a full-time job it's hard to it's like having a full-time job keeping up with all of the series (laughs) um So it's, yeah, I do struggle to keep up with it all, but I try where I can. Yeah, no. I I do really like F3. I feel like there's so much chaos in it because they're almost, it's like they're practising still, but they're racing yeah. and there's just so much chaos. Um, and I mean, I saw it in Spa and the cars are so loud as well. Compared yes, to F1 cars. yeah, they are. I was like, what? I thought they'd be you like quieter. It. But yeah, no, it's like you feel it in your chest and you're like, this is pretty cool um but yeah I know what you mean about like a full-time job and trying to keep up with everything like you'll stay off social media for like one day and five drivers have changed teams and yeah everything's happened um so it is it is hard to keep up with everything and there's so many different races nowadays like obviously IndyCar you got your IndyCar next which I want to watch but exactly um i have started watching if i can the freca races or however you right. it, the formula regional european by alpine um so i think it's almost like they i think you have f4 then freca and then it's f3 f2 f1 i Got think you. that's how it works i could be totally wrong but do you know the name Kimi Antonelli? Yes. Yeah, so he's, heard he's in Freca. He's just okay. won the championship. So, that, right. so I watched it this morning. They've had their last race today of the season. Um, but that's quite interesting to see as well. So actually, I think there's like 30 drivers on the grid, which is wow. crazy. So like the grid will actually kind of go round the first, like the last yeah. corner. is like that many. Um, but it's really interesting as well because obviously they're trying to make it into F3 and it is chaos as well because the yeah. cars are so small and they're oh it, yeah I definitely recommend watching that mm, definitely interesting um have you watched any IndyCar bits yeah it's a bit confusing there's so many drivers there's so many cars that it's not consistent and yeah it's a bit all over the place but I do enjoy it it is good racing yeah I yeah, like you say, it's so confusing. I, uh, what is it? The, I think how they start as well, because they do like a rolling start, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, I find that super confusing. And the fact that they can crash out or not really crash out, but stop and you think they're DNF, 
but then they'll come back in. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And they'll like start the car back up again. It's almost like this, <laughs> winding it off. Yeah, exactly. I, I do like it, and but I don't quite understand it yet. Yeah, I think the thing that they're missing with IndyCar that they have in Formula One is sort of like the budget around the viewer experience. With Formula One, you've got all your graphics, the commentators. Obviously, it's a lot easier with Formula One because there's only 20 drivers. So the the timings at the side, it's a lot easier to keep up with. Whereas with IndyCar, there's like 32. So it has to roll through them at the bottom and you're like, who's what and things like that. And they just don't have the same graphics. So I think for a you for a viewer to watch it is quite confusing yeah it like splits at the bottom doesn't it it'll like go to a certain number and then you'll have like the last five and you're like five yeah okay what um yeah okay fine um and also they change drivers because like not all the drivers race in the circular ones oh yeah (laughs) um yeah so like marcus armstrong he doesn't race in the oval races and then they'll Mm. get another driver in and i'm like yeah, that is a bit confusing. Like, just be consistent, please. I need yeah, consistency. Exactly. Another thing I find confusing is the Formula E qualifying. Yeah, I found that confusing until I then watched it in person because it's really good. You can actually interact on the app and you can they have these screens saying, like, who do you think is going to win? And then you can predict. Because obviously it's a it's a battle between the yeah. two drivers and then on top of that goes through to the next round. So it's a bit like the football, I guess. Um so yeah, you can you can predict along and things like that, and that's again that's another reason why I just really love it. They've really thought about the viewer experience, and you can really get invested in it that way. Um, but yeah, love that as well. Yeah, no, I definitely I definitely need to watch more Formula E because I'm kind of like I dip yeah. in and out of it. Um, I do keep up with it on social media, but I don't watch it as much because what is it? It's on Channel Four, isn't it? Or yeah, not, yeah. On Sky, I don't feel like it's on Sky. I don't think it's on Sky. It is on Channel Four, but again, it's it's quite intermittent. I don't think they they publicize publicize every race. Yeah, I'm not sure, but yeah, yeah, definitely, it's gonna be one that I'm gonna watch. Hundred percent. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and keep up with it next year. Um, if there's another series that I'm gonna try and keep up with, it's Formula E. I can't keep up with everything. I, <laughs> I try my best. It's like when there's actually a race weekend where there's. No, when there's a weekend with no races I'm like it's kind of like okay yeah but then also like what do I do now yeah exactly yeah it's a little bit like okay I'm twiddling my thumbs a bit like what do I do like uh, but I can like I'll catch up on like cleaning around my flat yeah I'll go get some fresh air yeah um no that yeah it's like a big breather when that happens but I also like during the like winter break when the season's over oh the madness you're gonna be like the madness of miss it yeah i don't know what to do with myself i actually have friends i can meet up with like what yeah (laughs) no i I, it's like that as well like when like my um uh, my best friends they uh, they live three hours away and they actually came and surprised me yesterday i was in sainsbury's and like picking up a fajita mix for dinner and then i just see them and i'm like what? <laughs> um, and then oh, in the back of my oh. head, I'm like thinking, I have the sprint shootout. What? <laughs> I have all the plans. Sorry, yeah. you've ruined them. Like, what? Um, like, we went to Nando's for dinner in the end. And I'm like, they're going, I know I'm missing the sprint shootout, but I know I don't <laughs> see you that often. So I need to, like, yeah. give you the time of day. But also, this is killing me. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. 
But they, they were like, as soon as I said that, they're like, Rebecca, like, you have a problem. Because they're like not into it. And I was like, yeah. yeah, but you're the ones who came to surprise me. <laughs> yeah, I already had plans before this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I had my dinner planned out. I had everything like down to the time, like down to the minute. Um, and you ruined it. I love you, but you ruined it. <laughs> um, right. Okay. So something that I like to do with um, whoever I got on the podcast is quick fire round. Um, okay. So you literally just say what comes into your head. So there's only like a few questions. It's not okay. Like okay. Loads of questions. Let me just get it up. Where is it? Uh, here we go. Okay. So how many questions? Nine questions. All right. Okay. So whatever comes into your head. You just gotta say it. No thinking about it. That. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. So obviously some of these things we already know, but it's just part of the game. Go on. Okay. Um, right. Three, two, one. When did you start watching? Twenty seventeen. What made you interested? My mum and dad. Favourite team? Ferrari. Favourite driver? Carlos. Favourite circuit. <sighs> Singapore. Okay, uh, favourite thing about F1? The engine noises. Most underrated driver? Uh, I actually can't think of a single driver right now. <laughs> My mind has gone blank. Yeah. Um, Alex Albon. Okay, that's, yeah, that's a good one. Everyone says that. Uh, most overrated driver? George Russell. Um, and who do you think is the goat of F1? Lewis. No. Oh. Michael. 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 Okay. No, that's a good. I would. I would say Michael definitely. Michael and Lewis. I feel like they are like up there. But um, I forgot we had anybody pre-Lewis for a moment. Then. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you just forget everything about F1. Yeah. You're like, who am I? Where am I? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I totally agree with the most underrated driver being Alex. Mm. I feel like everyone says that um, and I think it is so true because I mean when he was at Red Bull he was doing pretty well like yeah but they obviously he's not Max is he but um, no I, I find it crazy how him and Logan can be so different at the moment yeah I agree and he is just another level above and I don't know whether that comes down to experience but yeah mm. I mean Alex Alvin has quite a lot of experience he's not he does, hasn't had his 100 races like Lando and George because obviously he had a year out but yeah he has a lot of experience definitely um but I also think Logan isn't a bad driver because he wouldn't no I agree if he wasn't a good driver I just think yeah I almost think he has nerves because he's trying to impress he also feels like he I think he has a lot of pressure on him from being the only American driver on the grid yeah but it's almost like Latifi 2.0. <laughs> the poor boy. I wonder how he feels having that branded on him. Oh, I know. I, I feel so bad saying it because I do like no, Logan. No, you're not the only one. Yeah. You're not the only one. I do like Logan. I think he's so sweet and I think he could be a really good driver. But I feel like that Williams, I think they're putting pressure on him, but they're not putting enough pressure on him because yeah, they're mean. kind of saying, okay, we're teaching him how to do these things and if he doesn't finish it's fine and I feel like he's sort of got in that mentality 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, fair enough. He didn't finish in Qatar because it was so hot. Like I, I don't judge him for that at all. Yeah. So it's like okay, it's fine if you don't finish. Like we're not. Yeah, this is this is the thing. I think Lewis said this at the end of the day. They are elite athletes. They need to be able to cope with these conditions. And if you can't cope with it, then maybe you're not cut out for it. I don't want to be that person to say that, but. I'm just reflecting what Lewis has said. No. Do you know what I mean? It's like they they train for these moments, so you just need to be prepared for the worst case because it can happen. I mean, Oscar's doing it. Oscar's doing an amazing job, and he's like the same Unreal. rookie. He's had exactly the same amount of time as Logan, but something's just not clicking for Logan. And yeah, I, I feel like know. yeah, I feel like I don't know whether it's because he is American, but maybe IndyCar could be a route for him. I feel like he's just going to fit in a bit more there. Not that he doesn't fit in. It's just, I don't know what it is. Maybe he'll just feel a bit more comfortable in that American environment. Formula One is still very European in terms of the mindset behind it and things like that. So I don't know whether that is just something that it's just not gelling with. But It's like Nick as well, Nick Debray. Um, mm. like obviously, he's done amazingly in like Formula E. He's been two world champions. And yeah, then nothing, it didn't really click in Formula One. Although like, I, I feel like I say that, but I feel like he did do all right. And I, I think because he's in a team that is owned by Red Bull, I think there was just that. Added Any other team, it just stayed there the season. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it is ruthless that they got rid of him halfway through the season. Um, yeah. But I, I, I mean, I kind of agree is at the same time, because I don't think Formula One is for him. I think he would do better. Like you say, he's gone back to Formula E. I think he'll still do great there and he could do great at, IndyCar if he ever went yeah um so yeah maybe that is like the route that Logan needs to go down but we'll see I think he is staying at Williams for next year isn't he I think so I've not the whole it's up in the air isn't it with everything so I'm I'm not really focused on it too much as well the thing is as well people can break break the contract so I don't think the contract thing really matters that much anymore no it's like Checo isn't it because that he says that he has a contract until the end of next year but then there's also r- rumors that if he doesn't like come second in the in the drivers championship, then he's out. He's out. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, okay, there's just no loyalty here. But like, he's he's second in the championship at the moment. Even if he comes third, like he did, I think last year. Yeah, top three still. It's amazing. Like Red Bull are just ruthless. They are. We'll see what happens. We've got a few races left. Um, so we'll see what is it. We've got Mexico, Brazil, Vegas, and then Abu Dhabi. I think that's it, yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. Four races. Oh my god, this year has gone so quickly. It has. I Where thought, has the year gone? Like, yeah. I I'm like you at the beginning of the year and you're like, Oh my god, we've got twenty three races. This is gonna go They've so just flown by. Exactly. Blown by. Even the summer break flew by. Um, mm. And then next year we've got twenty four races because China's back. Um, God, I would not want to be them. But um, yeah, so I mean, have you was China around in twenty seventeen? I feel like it was, wasn't it? Test me. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I think it was because like pre COVID, obviously there was no issues yeah. in China. So I'm going to say it was, yeah. I'm surprised it didn't happen this year, to be honest. But then China are very strict about that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. Anyway, I think we'll leave it here because we've been talking for an hour, but it feels oh, no. so much like 
it feels like it's just gone by like that. I yeah. absolutely love talking to you. Um, and you. I don't know, maybe we could like meet up one time. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely. a F1 arcade opening, is it Birmingham? Is that mm, near Manchester? There's a midpoint. Yeah, I it's don't like, know my geography. Yeah, Birmingham's like, Birmingham's probably like two hours away from me. Okay. Right, yeah, that's about the same with London for me and for like... Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a midpoint. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, we could we should definitely organise something. That'd be so cool to meet you in person. You seem so lovely and like, yeah, I mean, you're 22 and you seem so sophisticated. Thank age. you. Um, <laughs> I love what you're doing. I, I love like your aesthetic that you have with your podcast and everything. Thanks. Um, I work hard. <laughs> I can tell, honestly. Like sometimes I look at it and I'm like, I wish I could do something like that. <laughs> like mine is so basic because I literally am the crappiest person at like editing anything. Um, it it's, will literally to be fair, though, it's part of my actual job. Like I am part of marketing anyway, so it's what I do on a daily basis. So it's like, just another outlet. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I work in sales, so like I sell office stationery. <laughs> um so it's not like the most interesting thing um so I know how to like talk to people and everything but yeah not the editing side but that's a that's a whole nother story but yeah I think you're doing amazing um thank you and I don't know when this podcast will be up because like I say it does take me a while to edit things um but yeah it's been so lovely to have you on and I hope to talk to you soon. And yeah, this has been That's Your F1. We're starting from the pits with Charlotte. And yeah, bye. bye. <laughs>